I mean, I, I mean, I've got a pretty bang on set routine. You know, I wake up the same time every single day. I walk my dog the same time every single day. I go to get into the office the same time every single day. I'll finish at roughly the same time every single day. So basically my brain knows what it needs to do during every part of the day. And I never shift from that. Monday to Friday, generally even like Saturday and Sunday, I kind of wake up roughly the same time unless I'm hungover. Welcome to the Studio Podcast, a show for ambitious creatives who want to level up their creativity, productivity, and leadership skills. I'm your host, Ilya Lobanov. I'm an experienced designer and brand strategist and founder of Studio, a brand agency focused on growing and elevating brands and businesses. I'm also passionate about passing on the skills and mindsets that I've picked up over the years, sharing tested strategies and actionable real-world advice that have helped me and others in the creative industry to solve bigger problems, earn more respect and higher paychecks, and ultimately become better creative leaders. And this podcast is no different. Now, today my guest is James Martin. And if you are on Instagram, that he does, he doesn't really need much introduction. You may know him as Made by James or also known as Baby Giant. He's a prolific logo designer and somewhat of a cult figure amongst logo designers. And I've wanted to pick James's brain about his process for quite some time now. While I have seen plenty of videos about his logo process, I wanted to dive even deeper and to find out even more about the mindset that it takes to have such consistency of creating great logos. And also what it takes to generate robust and novel ideas for his clients on the regular. So I hope you have uh, enjoyed this chat and let's dive right in. Mr. James himself from Made by James is My joining. Man. There he is. How you going? Good evening, mates. It is, it is, it is an evening. How are you? Oh, good, good night, even normal. Oh, no, it's, it's pretty, night. it's pretty good here. This is, um, I'll tell you what, it's been absolutely baking here today. Baking. Well, not as probably as hot as you get, but it's hot for us. Do you know what I mean? Well, I uh, just took off my jumpers. It's, it's pretty chilly here in the morning. Well, yeah, well, it's about 6 a.m. there, isn't it? Yeah, 6 a.m. and um, it's it's you can say that the winter has just started, so it's, it? it's taken a while. Yeah, <laughs> we're on the flip side, of course. You know, for those who don't know about Australia, Australia is like the opposite of um, everyone else, pretty much. Yeah, but it doesn't get it's cold ridiculous. though, does it? Uh, look, um, like where Frank is, good day, Frank, and um, some of those boys in Sydney uh, up in the mountains, they get, uh, I think, in the minus temperature, they get snow sometimes in, oh, in do the they? winter. Crikey. Yeah, in Brisbane, it's pretty like a resort kind of uh, temperature. You can say it's uh, yeah, pretty, pretty warm. Nice. So, listen, I'm, I'm really excited to, to have you uh, join me live because uh, I'm always keen to speak to uh, fellow creatives to find out about their creative processes and to see how the brains work and how they generate ideas. Cool. And my brain. The thing is, weird. <laughs> well, I'm not going to comment on, on whether that's weird or not. That's not a bit to judge. Yeah, but, it is. I um, promise. What I can say is, um, you post. Uh, you're a prolific logo designer, and, and I think I've, I see like a new logo, a new project, just about every other day. Pretty and much. Yeah. It's 
for you know one of the main things not the main thing but one one of the things that uh, sometimes i hear creative say is that you know they have a creative block and how do they overcome it and you pretty much don't seem to have a creative block at all so i'm wondering <laughs> how do you keep your mind sharp how do you get inspired what inspires you yeah uh, and just you know how, how do you manage to consistently generate ideas yeah i mean i mean for me um Personally, I don't, I mean, I don't think creative block is what people think creative block is. I mean, for me, I think it's possibly down, more down to a bad routine. Um, I think, I think people confuse, not might blame bad, you know, um, uh, would you blame creative block on possibly just being tired mm. or run down or something else? So, I mean, I, I mean, I've got a pretty bang on set routine you know i wake up the same time every single day i walk my dog the same time every single day i go to get into the office the same time every single day i'll finish at roughly the same time every single day so basically my brain knows what it needs to do during every part of the day and i never shift from that monday to friday generally even like saturday and sunday i kind of wake up roughly the same time unless i'm hungover um but yeah on on the whole it's kind of i actually i speak to loads of creators about this like how do you get through creative block and i do fully believe it's down to process and routine i think if you nail your routine and you stick to a good possible good routine you know going to bed at a good time getting good sleep um you know i think it's i mean obviously everybody's different but for me that's how i um keep my mind ticking as i said it knows it, it has its off stuff it has its off time and it has its on time um and when mm -hmm. it's on it's on and when it's off it's off there's no mixed ground like i don't i don't do crazy all-nighters you know i don't see the point in that you know i'll, I'll say i'll wake up at like six seven ish um and then i'll get into barbie and in work at 8 a.m and then i'll finish at six do you know what i mean mm -hmm. apart from tonight but that's different because we're just chatting um so you know i mean and I, I truly believe that if you nail your routine and you have your processes down you'll never get creative block again i don't truly believe i mean sometimes there are certain projects that um wind you, you up. get stuck on or something yeah sometimes sometimes that does happen but again i if i'm you know i mean you probably i mean i, I do unlimited revisions within my logo design it never yeah. It never really goes, I mean, every one in 50 go past three, but, you know, they're usually done within three rounds, sometimes mm -hmm. first time, which is great. Um, but for me, I mean, if it's, if I do have that kind of, you know, sometimes where you I can understand where the frustration sometimes comes in, where you give, you put your heart and soul into a creative direction. The client's like, oh, I'm not too sure about it. And they're like, right, go again. Oh, I'm not too sure about it. Right, I'll go again. Oh, I'm not too sure about it. But, you know, again, I think that also comes down to process, you know. So mm. I have obviously my process of like breaking down the brief, word mapping, prototyping or rapid prototyping and going through the stages of creating, you know, putting my full ass into one idea rather than half assing a load of ideas. Um, and if that, if that idea isn't right, for whatever reason, I just go back to the word mapping have a little look again, see if there's anything I've missed. And then you're never actually starting again. You're almost just kind of pivoting the brain a little bit and adjusting and mm. tweaking. And obviously 
you know, I always ask for like really detailed feedback, you know, what is it? Focus on what it is you like, focus on what it is you don't like. So when I go through my process again, I'm showing you the stuff you like, and I'm not going to show you the stuff you don't like. So you're always moving forward within the process. And I think that's, as I said, like my, my process is very odd. A lot of logo designers, um, think I'm crazy and weird, but it, it works for me just because I, it allows me to create the stuff that I create. Maybe, maybe the reason I don't have creative block is I'm not trying to create 25 different iterations and send them to a client. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm hitting out logos, you know, start to finish six to eight hours, possibly, um, on average. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that allows me to, I mean, you know me as well. I'm not big into like the big deeper brand development, like, your, you know, your mm. Melinda Libsies or your Jacob Casses and all these kind of people, you know, I don't, that, I don't think my brain would like that being in, being involved in a project for like three or four months. I think I'd probably get to like week three and go, you know, it's not, it's not kind of want to do. Are you like different. a love it and leave it kind of, uh, is, is that the phrase? I love it or leave it. Is that how it goes? It's something like that. It's um, like, is, is it just the fact that you like uh, kind of variety and therefore you like, like I like variety in tasks. So I, yeah. I tend to uh, like sometimes doing a logo design and then jumping onto like a web design and then yeah. jumping onto a naming. I like the variety yeah. in that. Um, yeah. But what it sounds to me like maybe you like the variety of just working with a different type of client or a different industry. And, I mean, and that's, kind of... I mean that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, variety is the spice of life, is I think that's what we call it over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I do do projects which do take two or three months, you know, where it goes from, because obviously within the design studio, we start with the logo, then we go into like a big web dev, and then we obviously do yeah. packaging and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, you know, that's maybe like 10 projects a year out of the 100 plus logos I do. And I, I, think, I think what it is with the logos is, I mean, A, I love, I love people. I love working with people. Um, I think that's probably one of the things I like the most is the, the weird and wonderful people I get to meet who are super passionate about their job and have, you know, asked me to get involved in their journey a bit. Um, so that kind of, you know, jazzes me up. Um, you, know, you know, also with any client, they can jazz you up in the beginning and you don't really know how good they are until you're in the mm -hmm. process. But, you know, it's like for me, I mean, there's a lot of like, I mean, I think Cam Schrainer kind of brought it up um, not so long. I mean, there's a lot of kind of almost, um, not, not client hatred, cause that's the wrong word, but I mean, I, I deeply respect my clients. They pay my bills and give me an extremely happy life. So I, I bust a gut for them and I do the best job I can possibly do to make them happy. If they don't like the stuff I'm doing, I don't stop until they are happy. Um, luckily that doesn't, that, that goes quite well for me. Um, mm. so um, but yeah, I do, I do truly believe that I think it's, you know, I always see like my client relationships as like, I'm working, it's also super professional, but you know, I'm working for my mate. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm working with you. I would happily go for a drink with you in the pub after we finish this. Do you know what I mean? Um, that doesn't happen with everybody. Not everybody in the world can get on, but I mean, I, mm. I think too, I think there's way, um, like from my point of view, I think this whole logo design industry has gone freaking bonkers over like the last three or four years, especially with the 
height of social media and all the rest of it. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a, you know, a fun, creative job. And I think sometimes some designers sap that fun out of it by, you know, maybe putting too many rules down and understanding you need to protect yourself, contracts, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I truly believe that you should be having fun every single day. You know, I have an absolute ball every single day. Some, some, some days, you know, a client will get back to me and say, oh, James, I don't really dig the idea. Can we try a new one? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. You know, I see it as like an opportunity to do something better rather than mm. they don't really like it. So I'm going to hate them and I never want to speak to them again. And I'm going to be really short on emails. <laughs> um, you know, so again, that's really, um, a mindset thing like that's yeah. you know because that's that's um it's a something that something that you have to adapt for yourself adopt rather um is that view of thinking because not, like you mentioned a lot of designers they kind of see it, right i've got this job and uh, i'm the artist here so i'm gonna be you know delivering this amazing award-winning logo or design yeah. and then i've got all this pressure on me and then but then at the end of the day, it's not about the design. It's, it's not about the art that you create. It's, it's like, a, you know, like you were saying, it's kind of like a partnership together. You're, yeah. you're working with the client. You, you're ultimately working for them, as in uh, you're creating something together, but for their project. But, but then even more than that, you're creating it for their client, you know, for their customers. It's really something that you're working together to achieve uh, rather than you kind of trying to, you know, have all the answers it's yeah. more like you digging the answers out of your client you know a lot of the times and you're kind of drawing out the information out of them so that yeah. it's you know you're kind of a like a doctor you know like you're diagnosing something you're trying to find some bits and pieces of information to put together uh, like i'm sure you do with your word mapping you, you talk yeah. to them and you 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 get some ideas and and kind of gold nuggets from from that from the conversation with them Love the golden nuggets yeah yeah um, but look, it's there's a lot of uh, things to unpack there, and in, in a, even in that um, intro that you've, you've given, uh, there's so much good stuff in there cool. uh, that I'd love to dive in. There's like the habits. I mean, that's I think that's a really important thing. Yeah. And, and routine. And I, I'm on the same boat as you. I, I do believe that if you have kind of habits or routines or some sort of tools for for your work for your creativity, you shouldn't have the creative block. Like obviously, you're gonna have some challenging product uh, projects from you know time to time yeah. that maybe finding hard to solve. But uh, if you have the tools and the processes, it's easier for you to to make the the creative uh, idea generation more predictable. Something that you can, uh, like you say, uh, I can't remember who said it. It, it was some prolific kind of uh, I think writer or, or uh, creative person, and he said they asked him what when, when does inspiration come, and this what was the phrase? It's like um, well, yeah, I, I work only when inspiration comes. Luckily, it comes every day from nine to five. Yeah. You know, so it's, <laughs> yeah. So it's like every day, it's the same, yeah. same time. Yeah. And um, that just shows you the kind of the, the power of the routines and habits that you can set in your creative process to, to, to be able to generate ideas oh, it, consistently. It, it's, it's so true. It's, it's so true. And, you know, and I, I also don't think that as designers, you should put that much pressure on yourself to, I mean, obviously we, we are in a, in a world where we have to create every single day, but we don't have to create every single hour of every single day. 
So if you are kind of, I mean, sometimes, you know, you wake up, you might be a little bit slow. You might just not be feeling too good. What I would say is always show up, always go to the office, always put the hours in. But, you know, if there's, say if there's, if something is just not ticking, you know, do something. I mean, as creators, there's always some sort of admin to do. There's always some emails to reply to, or there's always, you know, something we could be doing bar being creative and on it all the time if you're kind of struggling for you know spend an hour replying to some emails spend an hour putting some content together for your social media or put, posting something on linkedin do something almost slightly mindless you know go for a freaking walk you know just mm. 10 15 minutes just kind of get out of that that zone because i think what happens is you know people try and fight it do you know what I mean? So they'll and they'll mm. try and fight it and they'll wind themselves up and they'll fight it some more. And they'll be like, why am I getting wound up? And then suddenly, poof, the whole day's gone because they spent so mm. much time kind of second guessing themselves and winding I themselves up. I think it's, it's like when you're trying to fall asleep, you know, and then you can't fall asleep. And then you're thinking that you, you're like, oh, I can't fall asleep. And then yeah. the more you think about that you can't fall asleep, the more you can't fall asleep longer. That's, you know, it's... That's, that's, I mean, that's exactly it. The more, the more you think about it, the more difficult it's going to become. So, I mean, that's a, that's, I mean, that's a tip that I would definitely, even if it's five minutes, you know, get up, go make yourself a cup of tea in England, obviously, or go and make yourself a coffee or, you know, go and grab yourself a glass of water and, you know, watch 10 minutes of Netflix or something, just switch off and then switch on. I mean, you never know what is going to spark like a create. You could be watching, you could go away 10 minutes, watch something. And that one thing you watch could actually spark an idea. It could be an advert you see. It could be, you know, some movement in the trees as you walk through your garden or whatever. It could be absolutely anything. And I think, as I said, like the people get into this psychology of like, I have to do it. I have to do it now. And that is the worst thing you can do. You know, say if I'm, I'm kind of just thinking, oh, I just can't really, you know, I draw a lot. I draw six, mm. six hours a day. Sometimes I'm like, let's, let's get this party started. I love it. Other times I'm like, oh, or what can I do first before I start drawing? You know, because it's sometimes, you know, it is takes, it does, it, you know, although you're sitting down and drawing, it does sap a lot of energy and a lot of time. Mm. So, you know, what I'll do is I'll just do some emails, you know, I'll reply to some people on my newsletter, you know, I'll, go on Instagram for like five minutes and just bum around and reply to some comments, you know, so, mm. and then I'll go back to it and I'm like, yeah, right, right. Ready to go now. Can't waste any more time, time to go for it. Um, and I think that's the Would thing. Would you say that's just, form of procrastination in, in a way? I'm, I'm, like a brilliant, a I'm a massive procrastinator. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it personally. It keeps, keeps me, you know, my, I mean, I'm, I'm very much one of those people who will be drawing, and then my email will go off and then I'll do my email and then I'll go back to drawing and then something will buzz on my phone. And I'll look at that. You know, I don't, I mean, it's probably not super productive, but I always, I know what I have to do during the day. I know, I know how much time I have to do certain things. I know how long it's going to take me to do this drawing. I know if I spend three minutes over there, it's not going to ruin my day. I know if I go and reply to this email because a client, so the thing for me with emails is like, I don't like leaving emails. I'm mm -hmm. very much like I have to have like a zero on my Mac mail thing to be able to concentrate, you know, and if somebody's, you know, I've always been taught as well, like by my, by my mom and by my dad, like it's, it's really difficult to get people to give you money. 
So if mm. they're willing to give you money, strike while the iron is hot. You know, sometimes if you, you know, I've done it in the past where I've left, you know, an email for a whole day, mm. I've gone back to it and they go, sorry, I didn't hear from you, so I've gone to somebody else. You mm. know, I mean, that's something that I've, I'm now like, I mean, it's, it's really difficult because obviously in this day and age, you're all like super contact, contactable anywhere mm. in the world, any time of the day. We've always got, I was going to pick up my phone, but I just realized it's here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you got this thing here. Um, and it's, um, I think it's de very difficult to switch off. Like, we definitely do have to switch off Like on the weekends. I'm much better with it. But, you know, if I'm kind of, you know, obviously I've got a lot of clients in the States and in other parts of the world. So mm. when I'm like now, you know, this would kind of be usually, usually my winding down time. But for my clients in Australia, it's their waking up time. So they're answering mm. their emails. You know, my clients in the States, they're kind of, you know, midway through their afternoon, just kind of getting back through their emails. So mm. um, I'm always very much, I'm very wary of where my clients are around the world. So when, a, when an email comes in, I tend to answer it, you know. So, I mean, it's not always straight away, but sometimes straight away sometimes i'll finish my drawing then i'll do some emails but i am a huge i mean you can probably tell by how often i'm looking around you know i am a huge procrastinator um but i don't i like to call myself a magpie you know i like to see i see something shiny and i'll go and do it but like so i've, I've kind of gone off tangent a bit but when it comes to like the productivity side of it so mm. i know i've got so i've got to finish this logo today i need to answer those emails um it'd be good to kind of start word mapping on some other projects so i know i've kind of got well that's going to take me this amount of time this is going to take me this amount of time this is going to take me this amount of time so i allow myself to wonder you know i've got a darts board over there you know if i feel like getting up and chucking a few arrows for 10 minutes i'll go and do it mm. you know i don't stop myself and restrict myself from doing whatever i want to do because it allows me to be more comfortable doing the stuff i do do you know what I mean? I, I also think there's this kind of stigma of like, you know, turn your email off, turn this off, you know, mm. don't speak to anybody, work all day, and then, you know, you'll be more productive. Yeah, you might be more productive, but will you be more happy? I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. But again, it, whatever works for, like some people work better that way. I personally like to be able to, you know, I've worked you know, extremely hard to get into a position where, you know, it's my day, you know, it's my life. Um, I do some awesome work for some awesome people. And I haven't changed this kind of mentality for well, ever since I've started. You know, I work hard, you know, I work long days, but I allow myself during that day to kind of, eh, I'll go and make a coffee. Eh, I'll go and play some darts. Eh, you know, I'll go and answer some emails. You know, I don't think everything has to be done right now i think if that does that make any sense i'm not too sure if it does uh well look I, i'm 100 percent with you uh, yeah. and it's 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 creepy how alike we think in, in a lot of areas because i'm like the inbox zero kind of guy as well if if there's an email i know that if like it's you know people say oh leave your emails and blah 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 and you concentrate i i know if there's an email it's actually going to drain my mental capacity more by not reading than, it <laughs> by not yeah. not, yeah, not yeah. knowing what it says or not answering it yeah. uh, i know that if i answer it i know it's you know it's like a weight of the shoulders i know i've done that task and then i can yeah. again it's like reset so it's like everything in the mind is clear yeah you, you're back into the task um but 
so so yeah like you said maybe it doesn't work for some people some yeah. people can just like literally turn all the gadgets off and everything and then they have like a five-hour block yeah um and look i'll be honest with you when i'm doing like brand st strategy work sometimes i have to switch off stuff just oh, because of course, yeah there's there's like different things um that you have to think about to try and you know distill all the information into one and sometimes you have to have that kind of like i don't know it's the the cpu you know of, of your brain it yeah. just sucks sucks all of that up um so sometimes i do but a majority of times i'm like you uh for the walking i used to pretty much do every day when i was working at an agency uh, i was uh, every lunch time i would have my lunch and then i would go for a half an hour walk every single day nice. uh, and that was a way for me to kind of you know reset and kind of just not think about work and uh have a that outlet where i can you know i'm not putting pressure on myself mm. uh, now that i'm freelancing full-time from home you know i can like you said i can let myself go and have you know a two-hour lunch if i if i know exactly, yeah. i can juggle that around with my work and uh, you know work on some content if the ideas aren't flowing for the logo for the, whatever design yeah. um so I I, that's the, the so, sorry yeah I, I think i think that's oh you made a really really good point now i think it it does come down to what you're doing like yes like for example like i'm shooting youtube uh, next youtube video all day tomorrow my emails will be off i won't be looking at my phone mm. because you have to that's something that mm. needs you know you've um, you've done loads of videos well I'm, it takes a lot of concentration to kind mm. of talk to camera and be all jazzed up present. for nobody and pre yeah and obviously present you know when it mm. comes to like and i know there's loads of people who for example yes they are creatives but they might be more of a you know a, a mentoring based creative or a strategy based creative where mm. that that does need less distraction you know um but for somebody like me who is just drawing you know sometimes distractions are good because i can i can feel my hands again and i can you know I th so I, I think you're bang on there with your point it does really depend on what you're doing during the day but i think you know on the whole you should allow yourself to to wonder i mean we're creatives we're not we're not meant to be sitting in front of a computer all day every day we're we're meant to be you know that's why i've kind of got different stations so i've got my workstation here I've got my drawing station over there. I've got my darts over there. Do you know what I mean? So there's, so whenever I'm doing something, I mean, I've always got a different view, different perspective of the office, moving, standing up, sitting down. Um, whereas I don't draw here and work here and chuck darts from here. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it totally does depend on, um, yeah, what you're doing during the day. Like, cause I don't want to, don't want to make people think that it's okay just to not really concentrate during the day. Cause that's not, I don't think that's what we're saying. We're just saying that, you know, depending on the tasks in hand, you know, if you are going through a research for a logo or something, or you are expecting a reply from a client that's really important, you know, don't feel bad for stopping what you're doing and replying to your client you know at the end of the day they're going to be paying for your next holiday possibly you know what i mean so hmm. you know, allow you allow yourself to wander a little bit give yourself that freedom to you know because at the end of the day if it's if it's not working change it and i think that's the most important thing you know if it's if you're finding you're procrastinating and actually achieving nothing you need to you need to change some shit up you know things need to change but if it works for you, you're being super productive, your clients are happy, you're happy, 
don't change it just keep doing it change only change stuff when you need to change it um that's mm. what i would say yeah i think it's yeah if, if someone's listening and thinking oh these guys whether well, they're talking about procrastination and it's awesome like it's yeah. that's not what we're kind of saying it's we're just yeah. saying i think it comes down to self-awareness of knowing how much time you can like you're saying you have you need to have some sort of a plan for for the day or for the week yeah. uh, and then you know need to sort of have a, an awareness of what sort of tasks you have and yep. and through through like with experience you'll know better and better how long things take you specifically and what things actually make you tick you know where maybe going for a walk isn't going to make it's better for you maybe you're going to be really tired at the end of your walk and not going to be able to do any ideas anymore like yeah i don't know um so you kind of have to you know implement some little bits and pieces into your routine and see if they work and then if they do leave them if they don't adjust them or add some other ones um, that's it's so true and i think i think that's what you'll i mean i've i've been doing this i haven't been doing it quite as long as you i don't think but we probably got a combined almost 30 plus years in the industry i think I we're say. the same age are yeah. we the same age i think you said that you're 36 um, eh? 36 yeah 37 yeah, in was, october were you is that so is that 83 you're born yeah. in okay i'm 84 so you're slightly older i think yes no damn but it you look you, <laughs> you, you look more, more good looking and yeah, more I'm younger well older. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> But like, it's like, I can't remember what we were saying now. Um, what were we saying? No, I just on a random tangent. It was just, it was all about procrastination and how we... Oh yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but I had a really good point. But it might, it can't have been that it's good. Because we had experience. It. We had um, uh, quite a oh, big yeah. experience together. That was it. Uh, yeah, it was a good point around that. I'll, th I'll think about it later. We'll carry on. Because again, again, my mind's just going all over the place now. I'm trying to think about it. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I've, I've lost it. We've got some, uh, some love from the people. They're loving the process. Uh, Ernesto, my friend, is here. He's saying he's the oldest here. It's okay, Ernesto. We don't... Um, we it's, it's yeah. <laughs> We're allowed, we don't judge. We're allowed the oldies here. Yeah, don't judge. Someone knows someone from Skillshare. I don't know if they who they're referring to. I guess they might be talking about me. I'm not aware of James being on Skillshare. I'm, I'm so not hello. On Skillshare. Or they or they probably like every other person on the planet think I'm bloody draplin. So um, who knows? <laughs> you're very you're very similar looking. I, I gotta yeah, say. I think I, I think it's the beard. I don't know. I don't know. But you no, know, there's, there's, um, there's um I don't know if draplin has like. You know how Taylor Swift has Swifties, or um, like her fans are called Swifties, and some I of the other know. people they're called like they have names. I don't know. They made by James fans call themselves some some name. Jammies. I don't know. Jammies. No, I, no, I don't have fans. I just have friends. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is this? I mean, this is another thing. I mean, people. Like talking about the following and stuff. I mean, that following that was never anything that I even tried to to build. Um, and everybody, you know, thinks it's this. You know, following is, you know, it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing, and I love I love sharing knowledge and all the rest of it with people. But I do have to deal with a lot of crazy stuff as well. You know, like really weird people sending you really weird things. Mm. Um, so never think that having their following is this beautiful crazy life because i have to deal with i deal with some beautiful people 
but I, ha- I do also have to deal with some absolute nutbags. Um, so be wary if you want a following. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> be wary about it. It's, um, it can get proper cray-cray. Proper cray-cray. Yeah, I think if, you, if you're chasing fame as a, as a goal, I don't know that's um, necessarily a, the path that you want to, you know, like you say, the more attention you get, like you don't have just the, you know, the, the people that think likewise or people that want to learn from you or whatever. You actually yeah. you get a lot of you, uh, like even I even my small following I get a ton of messages saying hey like my post and I've never heard from that person before and they're just sending me something and, yeah. and I'm like what what am I don't have any context of this I've never spoken to you like nah. you know and then but I'm like with your following I'm sure you're getting a tons of those you know requests yeah you, well, know, I, what did I have what did I have today so basically I won't say any names obviously but uh, it was a girl who came to me and she was interested in getting a logo um, she basically said I've got this idea I just need you to finalize it and I, mm. I don't get involved in stuff like that you know mm. so I just kind of said look it's not it's not really for me you know it's not my kind of project and she was like oh mm. why 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 isn't it your kind of project and I was just like, just like, well, you know, you kind of, you, the problem is I started talking to her. That's the problem. I should have just stopped from there, but I kind of engaged in conversation. So I don't like kind of not engaging in conversation. And she was like, I can't even remember. I've had to block her now. But basically it kind of ended up, um, she had this kind of sketch. And I said, look, it's not, I said this, I said, you can send me the sketch if you want, but you know, it doesn't really sound like my kind of project. She sent me the sketch and I said, yeah, I mean, it's just really not for me. And then she sent me a message back saying, do you know how unethical it is to um, get me to show you my sketch? And I was just like, <laughs> oh, and I was just like, look, I, I told you right at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? This is not a project for me. Hmm. And it, she basically kind of said, I uh, told me how arrogant I was and told me how she, I kind of looked down at her because I had a following and I was just like, what I don't I mean I, I was like looking around the office by myself going how on earth have I dealt with this badly um so yeah those are some crazy crazy people you might have to deal with um but she's not my problem anymore because I blocked her she'll she'll find you yeah she'll create another one no but yeah, look it's will. we all people and we all and the thing is especially the older you get you start to realize that if you want to say yes to some things that you really love doing and you want to do, you have to gonna have to say no to some things. And that's not a judgment or, you know, um, like something that's to put on the other people that are asking yeah. you for, for this, for this job or for this project. It's more, we all people, we all, we can all make decisions and we can decide that, not to do well, certain that's, things. That's also the thing. This also comes down to, you know, I have a specific set of skills, you know, other designers have others that some people are, um, you know, super high, super cool letterers. Some people are super slick, minimal design. I like to think I'm somewhere in the middle, but there's also stuff that, you know, I, I won't do. You know, there's also stuff mm. that I will try. And, you know, not always. And I was actually being super honest with you. I just said, I, I don't think I'm the right person for the job at the end of the day. Mm. And I'm not going to take on a job that I'm not going to enjoy doing. Um, mm. and I think that's probably what offended her a little bit because it probably made her think that she wasn't possibly worth it. But it wasn't that at all. It's just, I just said, like, this, it isn't in my wheelhouse. This, mm. it was kind of like a kind of 
yeah, well, oh yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't, just wasn't for me. And I think, I think that's also a very important thing for that designers to remember is that you don't have to take on, I mean, in the beginning, take on everything. But as you kind of grow up and get a little bit older, you'll figure out your vibe, you'll figure out your style, you figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at. And I think I think a lot of mistakes happen at like year two, three, four for designers because they start to um, they keep taking on stuff that isn't necessarily in their wheelhouse. Um, mm. And I think it's really important. I mean, I wish somebody told me this earlier, you know, just kind of make sure that you you know do stuff that you're good at rather than because all you'll do is you'll take on other stuff and you'll hate it you'll you'll make yourself bored you know of doing stuff and you'll regret taking it on the money probably won't be worth it in the end um and i think that's a very you know it's a, it's a very privileged place to get to when you can start to pick and choose your projects but i still think that even if I had no work on, I would still say no to certain projects. So they're just not me, mm. if that makes sense. And I think you've got to, I think I always, I mean, I always, before I start projects as well on the whole, you know, is kind of have a, have a call with the people as well, you know, make sure that, cause that's another thing for me is like, you know, it could be the coolest project in the world, but if, if, there, if there's something just not, happening when it comes to communication you know and that's before you start imagine what's going to happen further down the line when you're in the project and you're struggling to communicate so i would always try and you know offer a call before the start of the project um you know you can still get them to pay their deposits and all the rest of it book their time and all the rest of it but have a call before you start the project because then you've still got the opportunity to kind of go oh you know because sometimes you know i've had it People have paid their deposits. We've got on a call together and my gut's just going, do not do this, do not do this, do not do this. And the one time I did it, it bit me in the ass. The one time and the second time it happened, I gave them their money back and just said, look, I just don't think, I just don't think we're a good fit. And they, they, were, they were absolutely fine about it. No problem because they probably felt the same thing from me as well. Um, and I think, you know, if you've got a chance to jump on a call with your clients before the project starts, do it because it, it can sometimes save you a whole, whole load of pain. Um, you know, nothing's worth, no, no money in the world's worth being miserable over, I don't think. So, um, hmm. yeah, I think it's, um, that's a good thing. And everybody do that. Everybody. I think that's a good tip for um, not just for designers, but also for pe people who are looking to uh, hire designers also is yeah. to, to make sure that you, you know, when you're looking for a designer, make sure that you're finding someone who first of all has a style or a certain style, perhaps that you think that is going to suit whatever design project that you have. Uh, but likewise with the personality, like if you're not going to gel, like we were talking about before, it's like a partnership, you're creating things together. If you're not going to be gelling together, you're not, the partnership's not going to work. It's just yeah. going to be. And always, never, never, I, I never go into a project. I mean, it's quite like, it's probably like with you as well, because you've got the <laughs> web and you've also got the, the logo branding side of it. It's like it's exactly the same as what I've got. So I've got hmm. the agency who can do the, I do the logo stuff, the creative, and then that go can go into animation and that can go into packaging and that can go to web and that can go into hosting, looking after their email. So I never think of, you know, the logo is almost like a, a foot in the door for me. 
Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, once once you've got a client, you should be busting your gut. It's way easier to keep a client than it is to find a new one. Um, so always, you mm. know, whenever you're kind of, you know, some people are always like possibly trying to chase new clients or look for new clients. And, you know, over time, the clients will find you. I guarantee it. As long as you put your head down, do good work, the clients will find you. But in the beginning stages, it's much better to nurture an existing relationship than try and find a new one. Um, you know, clients, are, you know, if they trust you and they've given you money once, they'll more likely do it two times, three times, four times. Um, and I think that's what a lot of kind of designers miss out. I, I understand if you're just a logo designer, they're not going to want, you know, you to redo the logo, you know, the year after or the year after or the year after mm. that. But I mean, what, what I learned quite quickly is the is the business side of design, you know, so set yourself up with like a local printer who does print, set yourself up with a hosting company so you can look after people's web domains, like kind of find like, a, you know, a local, it doesn't have to be local, I keep saying local, but it doesn't have to be local, you know, it can be, you know, a web designer that you can partner with, find yourself mm -hmm. a, an illustrator that you can partner with. You know, so basically you're almost kind of creating your own like, mini agency. So, you know, when you're kind of going through the process, you've done the logo, you can go, well, you know, I've got this mate who does a website and he's really good. I've got this person who can do illustrations for your packaging or, you know, if you need your email set up, I can do that. And that's when you start to really start to churn that business into, well, you start to create almost like a hobby turns into a business, you know, because... You know, if I was just doing, I mean, today, if I was just doing logos, I'd be absolutely fine. But 10 years ago, if I just did logos, I would not be fine. Do you know what I mean? It was, it's all the other things that kind of, like the web mm. hosting, the email, the, the website design, the packaging, the food menus, the, you know, got email campaigns. It's all the other stuff that can happen alongside your kind of, go-to passion is where you can start mm. to you know really build a, a network and you know friendships you know the more places you've seen the more people who are talking about you that's surely got to be a, a good thing as long as it's good <laughs> yeah i think for as and as you, as you said you don't have to necessarily do those things yourself too you can partner up and you exactly. can delegate um or you can do them yourself if, if you like that sort of stuff i mean well, exactly. like you i do I, I like doing everything exactly but you can partner up and you can add 30 percent on do you know what i mean i mean that's that's you're almost getting a handshake for doing nothing yeah it doesn't have to be 30 percent. that's that can be greedy but you know you know that's <laughs> that's what i do um but you know for example you can like if you've got like a local printer you do like you make sure that you give them all of your print work that you're kind of got coming in, all your business cards and stuff and basically you say to them look i've you know i've been working with you for a year now you know is there any way I'm, I'm giving you lots of work is there any way that you can drop your prices a bit so if they're charging i mean usually you should be charging 20 percent is what i would usually do for like a print job so if somebody's coming to me and saying um I, these business cards are a hundred pounds. I would charge 120 pounds. So I'm just getting 20 pounds for sending an email. That's basically what happens. And the more times you do that, I mean, because at the end of the day, you're also being paid for your time with that as well. So that's your time to write the email, your time to send the email, your time to talk to the clients, talk to the printer. You know, a lot of people, 
you know, for example, they'll say, well, I can, I can, so I've designed your business guides, you paid me for those. Um, right, uh, I need them printed. Okay, well, I'll find a printer for you to get them printed. And all you do, all people tend to do is charge them what the printer charges for the print. They don't charge mm. for the time that they've taken them to call them. You know, the emails back and forward, the supply and the artwork, you know, all that kind of, all those like 10 minute jobs add up to an hour. So you should be charging at least an hourly rate on top of the print job to kind of cover your time and make a bit of money. I mean, it's, it seems that when you kind of hear it, it seems like such a simple thing to do, but so many young designers don't kind of, you know, the thing is, oh, it just takes me 10 minutes, but you know, 10 minutes. So all those 10 minutes is add up to days, I'd imagine over a whole year. And yeah, that's all kind of, um, chargeable time you know time is money all that all that jazz yeah absolutely i think you have to charge for time you have to sort of have some sort of a whether it's a referral like a kickback or something that other people are giving you or whether you know if that's a deal that you've got with them that's something that i have like my uh, website development uh team they sometimes send me clients for like a yeah. logo design they don't they're not designers they just send me stuff uh that they can't do in-house like branding design uh, they send also like web design to me for their yep. clients. Uh, but then if I have uh, like a web development project that I've got separately from them, then, you know, we have a kickback or some sort of a referral. Yeah. Uh, or you can just be like friends. You're sending each other referrals for free. I, I mean, I don't know if that's um, it's really I, I, kind of I think I think it's such works. A, I think it's such a important thing to do is to is to not do it all yourself. I think that's a super, not necessarily do it all yourself, but be able to rely on trustworthy people around you to do stuff for you. Do you know what I mean? Because if you've got that printer, for example, or, you know, the web designer who's done that cool website for you, he's probably got a load of clients and suddenly the logo that you've done for them is now on that website somebody goes onto that person's website and goes, who did your logo? You know, suddenly all these triangles start to happen. Um, and I think, you know, just kind of relying on yourself to, I mean, you have to do all the legwork, you have to do all the work, you have to do all the hustling, but you know, the more places you are and seen and people are talking about you, the better. Um, you've got to be, yeah, be trying to be seen everywhere. I think that's the, but you know, no, I'm not saying like, for example, like some people have kind of taken that the wrong way in the past and gone, well, I'm on, they've come back to me and go, well, I'm on all the social media accounts, blah, 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 blah. And you kind of look at them and they're all, they're all all over the place. You know, I, what I would do when it comes to, when I talk about being seen everywhere, I think about it more as like a consistency based thing. So I am consistent on Instagram, sorry, it's like almost 10 o'clock now. I'm on like hour something, my brain's slowing down. So I'm on Instagram, <laughs> I'm on Dribble, I'm on Pinterest, which is a really, really good one. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on, oh shit, I'm on YouTube as well. Um, so those are the ones that I do, but I do them all consistently. You know, so Instagram's obviously my main, my main gig. Um, I post a couple of times a week or, or once or once or twice a week on LinkedIn, um, on Dribble weekly, on Pinterest weekly. Um, 
And I think it's just a matter of wherever you're, I mean, I, I, I like to call it kind of like your digital footprint. So for example, like if, if a client say comes to you um, and then goes to go and, you know, say, say for example, you, what you want to do is you don't want to give your client any reason not to trust you. So if they go to your, say they find you on Instagram, you want to be able to happily point them to your LinkedIn, your website, you know, this, that, that, and you always look the same. I think what the problem is, is some people might have all these things, but they don't post on here for a few months. They don't really update their website. They don't do this. They don't do that. And suddenly that trust is being lacked, you know, so they really liked you here. And then the more they look, because clients do do research, you know, a, a good client will do research hopefully, on yeah. you. Oh, yeah, I mean, hopefully. But the majority of the time, I would say 50, 60 percent, probably just over the majority, just over the norm uh, or the level. Um, people will tend to do their research, and especially the people who are willing to spend a bit good money. They will do good research on you because they're obviously comparing you with other designers that they've lined mm. up as well. So never at any point give them the opportunity to think you're not the man or the woman for the job. Um, and that can easily be done by just being active uh, on social medias, on um, on your website, keep updating your website, you know, and all the rest of it. Um, it's such an important thing that a lot of people kind of forget about is that kind of consistency across multi-platform. You know, you could be an absolute banger on Instagram, but, you know, doing nothing anywhere else. And, you know, what happens if Instagram goes down tomorrow? Do you know what I mean? I mean, what are you going to... What are you going to do then? I'm, I always think everybody should have their own website, you know, with the ease. And I know it costs a bit of money, but you know what? So does going to the pub and drinking. So does going to the cinema with your mates. Why would you not, like, invest some of that money into your business, which is going to support you for the rest of your life? You know, I think there's I think it comes down to prioritizing <clears throat> where your money should be spent. If you're serious about freelancing and starting your own business, be serious about freelancing and starting your own business. You know, don't kind of half-arse it because if you half-arse it, I guarantee you'll get a few months down the line, half a year, a year, and then you'll think, oh, I haven't done the thing. Well, no fucking shit, you haven't done anything because you haven't done anything. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's really important to just, you know, I'm not saying hustle and beat yourself into the ground to get stuff done, but complete a task every single day and move forward every single day don't do you know something on monday have a day off tuesday go with your mates to the beach on wednesday do a bit mm -hmm. thursday night you know drink friday think oh i haven't done anything on saturday and then wondering why you're getting no work on sunday do you know what i mean i think you've got to be doing something every day to be moving forward uh, so that's what i think anyway that's my five pennies worth Awesome. We've got yeah. um. So the last ten minutes, I, I wanna reserve for some questions, and we have loads. I, I have plenty, lots of questions myself, but I'm gonna Shoot. take a few from the audience, and we'll we'll try to keep it like a quick fire, quick fire question. So there's a few uh, simple ones, and there's a few uh, I see the awesome community that's already answered. Kind of, uh, there was a question about Shoot. pricing. Someone was running away from pricing because they're too. I guess too expensive um, and another person chimed in saying that uh, maybe that's you should let them go because if the price isn't right for them then maybe they're not worth working with 
No, I wouldn't say not worth working with, but not the right person to work with. Yeah, not, you. not the right yeah. fit. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, um, there's a question that I wanted to ask you actually too here that uh, is, uh, do you have a favorite designer or do you have someone that influenced you from a design point of view? Someone yeah, you I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I mean, my, my biggest fans, not my biggest fans, I'm their biggest fan, uh, Lincoln Design Co. When I started my, I had the pleasure of working with them recently on a, on a collab that I did with them. And for me, when I, when I started 10 years ago, they were the people that I looked at and thought that is the kind of way I want to approach, not necessarily the work, but that's the kind of, that's how I want, when I look at them, that's how I want people to look at me when I eventually get somewhere. Because mm. uh, I mean, I, I'm super driven. I'm always, I've always been super driven. And I always knew that I was going to be a designer. Um, I always knew that I was going to do design forever. Uh, so I always knew I'd eventually get better. So I kind of want to, always wanted to, you know, do things on my own terms and do things for myself and do work that I wanted to do. Um, and luckily I get to do that now. So yeah, definitely Lincoln Design Co. <laughs> um, the other question here, let me see. Um, well, I'll, I'll, there's a question that I had my, in my stories from Branding Sam. It's a quick one, hopefully. Um, the, he's asking, what is your favorite art, poster, and or painting in your studio on your wall? Do you have a favorite artwork? Oh, um, I don't actually, I mean, to be fair, like when I was, how quick do I have to be? I'll try and be really quick. When I, <laughs> when I, when, when I, was, when I was growing up, um, I always wanted like, the dream studio. I think that's what any creative wants. And what I've done over the last 10, 20 years is collect art from my favorite artists that I find. I always buy art from them, try and buy originals from them. So everything here is by my favorite artists. There's nothing, there's nothing that's up that isn't a favorite, if that makes sense. So you're, you're quite an art connoisseur then, we can say. No, I wouldn't like... say an art connoisseur. I would just say when i i've got into a position now where if i like something i'll buy it because i because it means something to me like i've got like so i've got i am sloth up here i've got adam isaac jackson up here i've got uh yeah i've got all sorts of people cat candy kid i've got some posters i've got some of my stuff i've got seventh ink um i've just bought a cool one from another artist no i bought i bought i bought today i bought art from two different new two new different artists which they're getting to send me so um yeah everything in my office is supposed to be here there's no filler it's not like an ipod with like ten thousand songs on it these are all like the perfect one hit wonders in here <laughs> awesome uh, i've got a, a a really difficult question from cam well it's not a difficult question it's just that it's i think it's going to be uh i hate cam i don't like cam yeah he's, he's the worst <laughs> he is the worst um Go he's away, he's got an easy question. What's your favorite beer? But I don't know if that's, I don't know. He's ca Canadian. I'm Australian. You're from UK. I don't know if people are going to know this beer even. Like, no, I mean, I, I like, I mean, do you know what? My favorite tipple of choice is a gin and tonic at the moment. Oh, that's interesting. I, I do like a gin and tonic. And I also like a rum and orange. And I also, but it has to be pineapple rum. I'm very fruity when it comes to my drinks. Um, but if I was going to choose a beer, I'm a big fan of the Brewdog stuff. Um, and also like some local stuff as well. Anything that's got a cool can. 
<laughs> that's basically that's basically what I do. I go, is the artwork good? I'll pick it up. That's basically what I do. Jay that's Mark. funny how designers think, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. I think that's a lot of designers pick pick things based on the package, how all the package is designed. Yeah, and K um, Cam keeps calling me J Mart, which I keep telling him so I sound like some sort of supermarket. <laughs> um, we have uh, one question for how many logos do you present uh, i know you've mentioned that you do kind of unlimited uh, iterations but then i guess the question is initially how many uh, logos would you present to a client how many options just one yep yeah that's kind of what i do too but my process is different your process yeah. is very interesting in that you have unlimited provisions yeah uh, but it's good that you still have a process that works for you yeah uh, and you, like you mentioned you hardly ever go over like two or three I, um, I think i think that i think i've gone over three maybe four or five times in my life um hmm. and it's usually i've had a good run recently about 60 70 percent of first timers uh but usually it's usually second go maximum third go um if i haven't got it right by then then i'm then i'm then i'm the idiot hmm. so we've answered that hopefully that answers your question that was ernesto originally my friend from mexico was asking and also creative uh tribe was also wanting to know so hopefully we answered that uh cam is he's being cheeky very cheeky um with his questions, he's, he's wondering what sort of oil you use for your beard. Be, 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 sorry, it's my Russian accent. Beard <laughs> you can read oil. in the question. Yeah, I, I use my own man musk. I do not oil my uh -huh. beard whatsoever. I just shampoo it. That's what I do. Just give it a good scrub. That's what I do. And then it's done. Um, but the thing it's is, beautiful. the reason that it's not growing is because I keep pulling it out. Like, I'm looking down at the moment. I've just got hair everywhere. I've got to stop playing with it. Did you always have a, a beard? Because I saw a picture of you on, on the stories from you like 20 years ago. Or something I, ha like that. I, had, I had to share that. That photo was me circa 2002, which should have been like 18, 20, mm. about yeah, 18 or 20. Yeah. 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 Um, but I wasn't allowed a beard at, a beard at school, which then I, obviously beards weren't kind of in, in the like year 2000. It was all more like... Um, like bleached hair and um, like sideburns, wasn't it? Uh, and goatees. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, ever since then, I just decided to grow a beard. So I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of been going with this for a good, good decade, I would probably say, probably. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can't Crazy. unfortunately grow a beard. I would love to grow a beard, but unfortunately I cannot. It, don't worry, mate, my brother is exactly the same. He kind of has it in like patches and then just kind of yeah. shaves off, yeah. That's what I have, yeah. yeah. They, they're sli slowly starting to connect a little bit in some, yeah. on one side. And <laughs> I, don't know, I think maybe I'll give it another 15 years before I yeah. have a, a, what you can call a beard. Um, well, there's there's created a by Randy. Hello, created by Randy. I like it. There's heaps, heaps, heaps of um, uh, awesome questions and answers. They seem to be also answering each other, which is great. Um, there's a few questions in there, like brand strategy. And um, so... If, if there's questions that we run out of time to answer, feel free to send me a DM. Um, either I can answer it or, or forward it on to James and we see if we can answer together or whatever. Um, there's a question from Cam also that he's asked in the stories before, but I don't know, we can try and tackle it, but we only got really three minutes. He's asking about your process and it's, I feel like that's gonna be a, 
what part of your logger process have you refined this year? Um, Is there anything that you've changed or I haven't tweaked? changed anything. I've just got quicker. I think quicker I, don't, I, don't, I don't dawdle as much. Ideas come quicker nowadays. Um, but it's I'd all probably, to those habits. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've kind of, yeah, I wouldn't say I've changed anything in my process over the last few years. I've just <clears> got slightly quicker at executing them. Um, so quicker at prototyping, quicker at thinking of the final ideas, quicker at just thinking, quicker thinker. <clears throat> but then again, I don't drink as much, so that probably helps. Yeah, yeah is it doesn't alcohol kill um, the brain cells or something? That's what they say. I don't know. I quite like a beer. <laughs> as long as they grow back, you know. There's yeah. someone's being very rude in here. I'm not sure what who's who's as our logos. I'm not even going to read out that. Uh, yeah, you message. always get it. you always get the odd twat. <laughs> um, so we got um, a minute to go. Obviously, um, you guys know where to find James. It's made by James with the dots. Um, you'll um, find him on YouTube as well. He's got a new YouTube video. Well, not new, but a couple of days old, I guess. Yeah. You can uh, check him out on YouTube. And I'm, but... I'm shooting shoot a new one tomorrow as well, so that'd be fun. Beautiful. I, I'm, I, well, I'm subscribed and... Uh, I know that I'll be looking forward to, to that. And uh, I just want to thank you once again, James. Uh, thank you very much for your time. This was an awesome chat. And um, if you don't mind, I'm going to sh uh, share that in my IGTV so that people can refer back and then they can... You do what... It's, it's yours to keep, baby. You do whatever you want. Thank you for listening to the Studio Podcast. And I hope you have enjoyed today's guest. This is a series of live conversations that I host on a weekly basis on my Instagram account, We Are Studio, where I invite a range of creative leaders and other interesting speakers to talk about topics such as creativity, mindset, and leadership skills. So if you'd like to catch me on the next conversation live, be sure to follow me on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review as it would mean the world to me to hear your feedback. And it would also help me tremendously to get the podcast heard by more ambitious creatives like yourself.